0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny but empty day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by David Nicol, Managing Director of NB Communication, a Shetland-based digital design agency. David, hello.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm well, thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, now, of course, uh, normally we'd get straight into discussing the concept of leadership. However, considering the ongoing COVID-19 situation, I uh, would be remiss if I didn't ask how that's affected your business.
1: Well, yeah, that's a very interesting question. Uh, all our staff are now working from home, as is you know, common for, for most businesses, Um But for us, it's not been a big change because we've always had a very strong remote element to our working. And in addition to having employed staff in both uh, Lerwick and Edinburgh, we've always had a high number of remote freelance contractors as part of our extended team. So our systems and processes are well set up to to handle that kind of uh, remote communication. And uh, so far, we've really not experience too much disruption. So, so far, so good. We're quite happy with with, uh, with life at the moment.
0: Do you believe that this is going to have an economic impact on your business for years to come?
1: Uh, Yes, I I think there will be an impact. Um, Although we're very well set up to work remotely, not all of our clients are in the same position. And I think most marketing agencies are seeing um, at least a temporary reduction in spend from their clients. Um, I would like to think that being a, a digital agency, we will see more work coming through later this year from organisations who are keen to uh, to continue marketing or, or to pick things up again as part of the recovery. Um, I think digital makes perfect sense for, for almost everybody and we're well-placed to, to work on that. But it's just a, a question of confidence just now. When will people feel confident beginning to invest again and spend again hopefully it won't be too long Mm.
0: well we might as well move on to the subject of leadership i always like to uh, start this part of the conversation off by asking a very simple question what does the word leader mean to you
1: for me a leader is somebody who is ultimately in charge of getting something done and um, I guess as I as I develop as a, a leader, I I come to realise there's many more aspects to that than might have been the case um, when I first started to think about it. That there's so many different facets of leadership, but ultimately it comes down to getting things done. And um, as I say, I'm always developing my skills in that area as as my business progresses and, and as I grow older.
0: Now, do you feel that leadership is an earned characteristic or an innate ability?
1: But I, mean, I guess some people have more natural flair at uh, leading people. But I think it can be it can be learned. I'm, I'm sure many people who perhaps don't uh, immediately think of themselves as leaders can be uh, can be trained to to lead. Or I guess perhaps as to become more experienced and more confident than. They might realize themselves that what they've got to offer is um is perfect for a leadership role when perhaps they might not have uh, thought that was possible a few years beforehand.
0: Have you had any role models in your life who formed you as you are today?
1: Yes, um well, I've been lucky over the last eighteen years or so in business to work with many different clients from all different industries and sectors. And I just try and learn as much as I can from, from all the people who we interact with as part of, of our business. And um, there's many people up here, in, in Shetland especially, who have developed very, very successful businesses and um, have you know, made a very good living. They're employing people. They're doing great work, uh, perhaps despite of some of the disadvantages that the remote location um, would, would bring. So I, I'm just really really impressed to be um, around some of these people and to, to see what they've done and to learn how they've done it. that uh, there's always opportunities to learn from, from everybody you meet, I think.
0: Now, of course, uh, one of the biggest challenges of leadership within a company is dealing with people. Now, people are strange animals that don't, don't always agree with each other. Uh, what happens when there's conflict within the workplace?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question i mean i've been very lucky in my business career so far that the people who we've employed here at nb tend to be very um amenable kind of peaceful creatures who don't thrive on conflict and they're, they're usually very good at working together Uh there have been occasions when we've had people who might disagree but it tends to be um for very good reasons. It's maybe people who have a disagreement about the best way to achieve some some laudable um, goal and they're not disagreeing on what they're trying to achieve. It's just on on the methods. And usually just a, having a, a discussion between people that are trying to get others involved can, can facilitate um, a good solution. But yeah, as I said, luckily, we've really not had a huge amount of uh, internal conflict Within our team, and it's it's perhaps a skill that I need to to develop more as as our business evolves further. There might be you know more staff involved, people from uh, a wider range of, um, of backgrounds who who expect things to be done differently. There's more potential for conflict. I'll need to develop as a leader in my skills and um, aptitude at handling that. But so far, I've been very lucky.
0: Now, uh, when it comes to the challenges that are being presented at the moment from COVID nineteen, do you feel that there needs to be a fundamental change in the way that companies are led?
1: Possibly, possibly. I mean, in the past month or so, I've seen a phenomenal amount of online content around uh, educating people to to work effectively from home. Or how how can you run online meetings and? all these kind of things. And to my mind, a lot of those articles and other types of content have focused on how do you replicate all the same procedures that you have in a physical office while working in a distributed and remote fashion. Now we've been working with a a strong remote element to our um, team for, for almost two decades. And as a result, there's many things that we do very differently to a normal organization. So we have very few meetings, for example. We really don't um, don't do a huge amount of uh, getting together physically as a a team. But we have a lot more reliance on written communications and online check-ins and other ways of communicating the same kind of information that are appropriate to distributed and remote working. And that works well for us. And I think many organizations who um, were finding themselves forced to work remotely almost against their will, I think over time they will come to realize that it doesn't make sense to try and replicate the office in a different environment. It actually makes sense to do things differently, to adapt Mm. to that different environment.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together has drawn to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for NB communication?
1: That's a very interesting question. Um, I think every business owner at the moment is struggling to be confident about the future. Certainly, my aspiration is to continue to evolve and grow NB into uh, a business that can serve an even greater number of um, of clients. It might be that the services that we are asked to provide are slightly different to what we've always done. There could be a bigger element of helping um, our clients to recover from the current situation or to reposition themselves or to pivot or to go in different directions and that's very interesting uh, but I mean at this stage we just don't, don't know exactly what it's going to look like but we're certainly committed to um, finding a way to prosper and thrive and contribute to our local economy far into the future and well beyond the current difficulties.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you very much, uh, David, for coming on the program today. And I do hope that you could come back during happier times. David, thank you.
1: Excellent. Thank you for having me.
0: That was David Nickel, Managing Director of NB Communication. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Andrew Strauss.
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan White and today we're joined by Sir Andrew Strauss, former captain of the England cricket team and former director of cricket at the ECB. Sir Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today. Real pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, it, the pleasure is all of ours, you know, and you've had a distinguished career, as I said, both on and off the pitch in English cricket, recognised not least with your knighthood
3: They'll feel comforted, there'll be that degree of, sort of psychological safety or some, or whatever it might you might term to, to make sure that the, the team comes together when the going gets tough. If they genuinely don't believe you care about them and you're in it for yourself, it um, doesn't matter how charismatic you might be, it doesn't matter you know how gregarious and, and how um, impressive you might be as a person, they will be wary of you players focus and interest Um, and we had to move in fact we didn't have to move at times we need to get ahead of the time (laughs) so you know we had to completely shift out both our philosophy but also the way we played in order to do that Um, and I was very lucky uh, having both Trevor Bayless and Owen Morgan who were prepared to sort of role model that and lead that through Um, and the second part of your question around the World Cup final was quite extraordinary.
2: I know some fantastically avid cricket fans who were Googling there and then what exactly the rules became. because I Yeah, well, so were <laughs> I, was, I yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, Andrew, in your in your wife's memory, you established the Ruth Strauss Foundation last year. Uh, in doing so, whether you'd admit it or not, yourself and the foundation has become an inspiration to thousands, husbands and wives, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters. Please do take some time, if you wouldn't mind, you
3: yeah, those are two enormous events out there and we can have our own version of that ourselves.
2: I can feel your enthusiasm for it. As, a, as an Essex fan, I, I'm still stumped as to, I think I'm going to have to choose between either supporting a team based at the Oval or a team based at Lords. I, I'll i get over that, but I'll <laughs> I'll yeah, have to well do I'm it. Well, surely it's going to be the Lords one, right? Uh, sh- sh- of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Sandra, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing that and everything else with you today. Thank you very much. Cheers.